Life Her Podcast. Her is me, her is you. Her is us, her is she, her is we. United we stand, baby, that her for keeps. I'm coming and I demand my space. I know it's free. I owe myself the world. They tried to count me out. Hi everyone, this is Life Her Podcast, Yvette Lloyd. I am here with Leslie LePage. Hi Leslie, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? <laughs> I am doing good. So I, I've read a few things about you and I love everything that you're doing, how you are inspiring and uplifting women and just giving them a whole spotlight of everything that's going on in film and documentaries, animations, web series, commercials, music videos, you're doing it all. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, and, and, and we, and, and we've been doing it and I've been doing it before it was cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So, you know, we, we got bloody up against the, uh, uh, fighting up against the establishment, uh, way before, um, you know, things started changing. So it's nice to see that we are making some inroads. We still got a ways to go. Oh, yes, definitely. So before we actually get into the today of what you're doing, could you, could we start in the beginning on how did you start even <laughs> just being interested in something so major like this? Because this is so important and obviously you have a passion about it. So what brought you to have a passion about something like this? Well, you know, I, I, I am a woman of color, um, uh, although my skin is, is very, very light um, uh, for being a Spanish woman, uh, mm -hmm. Latina. Um, and because of that, I had a lot of reverse discrimination within my own community, which was ironically interesting. And going up through the ranks of film and television and working at the studios and working as an independent all over the world and all over the planet, um, I, was, I was looking at really how women are being portrayed, not only in film and television, but also behind the scenes as content creators. And so a group of us were sitting around that other festival that is in Utah <laughs> in a blizzardy, uh, snowy day at a coffee joint that is a known franchise. And, and I said, we've got to do something. We have got to change the planet. Wow, because, <laughs> right? I just didn't know the gravity of what I was saying because I was young and naive. And I said, let's change the planet. Um, and let's do a film festival that supports our own because we're here at this other festival and they don't have a lot of content created by women and nor have they for many, 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 many years. So let's do it where we support our own. And they all said, yes, let's do that. And I said, who's on board? And they go, oh, well, I'm pregnant. I have to like, write something. I have to, you know, I'm producing something. You know, it's so overwhelming. And I'm like, wimps. <laughs> so <laughs> foolishly, oh my gosh, like my life. Foolishly, I 
said, well, I'm going to do it no matter what. And um, so in 2005, I did it no matter what. Wow. And after, yeah, and after putting names down on a little napkin at this coffee joint, um, I said, La Femme, that's it. The woman, L.A. woman, the woman, double entendre. Let's go with that. And I moved forward in 2005 and created this festival that supports women producers, writers, uh, producers, writers, and directors worldwide of color, of sexual diversity, um, ethnic diversity, content creators. And it has been a wacky, wonky ride. 2009, you know, economy goes belly up. You know, 2020, the entire world goes belly up. And, And yet we keep chugging along and we are going into our 17th year. I have done this thing when I'm doing films. I've done this thing pregnant. I've done this thing after being pregnant. Um, I have done this thing every which way you could possibly do this festival. And, um, And every year I say I'm never doing it again. And every year I get sucked back in. It's like the mafia. I can't get out. Yes, indeed. I love that you just have that passion, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I'm tired, but okay, let's get back to it. (laughs) Exactly. I'm tired. I'm tired. And, and, you know, but the mafia doesn't let you out, right? Right. uh, Definitely not. So I get sucked back in every year of going, oh, my God, you're like the best festival I've ever attended. And, you know, do you know how hard, how, how long, how many years I've tried to get into this festival? And you guys are amazing. Your seminars are great. And um, somehow I listen to that and then I do it again. Yeah, do it again. So with everyone knowing that you do this festival, what is the background of it for you to prepare for it and get it together? Networking, promotions, video promos, everything. Like it's a lot of work. So it's it's a huge amount of work. It's a yeah, it's yeah. a huge amount of work. It's a yearly effort. Um, you know, I, there's two different versions. There's the pre-COVID version, and then there's the post-COVID version. Um, the pre-COVID version, we were completely on ground, and it was and is a super high-end boutique festival known worldwide. Um, you know, post-COVID, that branding stamp has you know increased um, really globally with a you know 1.8 million reach that we have in the community of filmmakers, which is awesome. Yes. This year, in 2020, we went completely virtual. This year, we're we're doing some sort of a virtual, limited, on-ground, you know, footprint, um, only because the COVID situation is still so volatile and things are so ch- changing so rapidly. Uh, we had to um, not go back fully integrated into an on-ground, but even moving forward, I think what the film festivals and what I have learned through this experience is film festivals moving forward are really going to be hybrids, no matter what that hybrid looks like, um, because we can offer that exposure to content creators worldwide, especially when we are a super high-end 
boutique festival that specializes in women content creators, writers, producers, and directors. And and so we're 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 fairly lucky in that that is our target. And we were the first in Los Angeles. We were we are still the the biggest and the best. A lot of people have come in after us trying to duplicate what we do, but we are so fast and furious that they can't catch up, which is lucky for us. Um, and um, and there was one actually, I think, film festival somewhere in the United States. Uh, prior to us with a really small footprint. So we've kind of blown them out of the water as well, which I count myself very lucky to be able to say that. Um, but this is a full-time, this is a full-time craziness. I also have a family. My son is an actor. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I, I, I teach film. I produce, I just finished producing a, a TV show. Um, we've got two other films that we are slated to produce next year. So my plate is full and this festival is a full-time thing to launch on behalf of supporting women content creators. You know, if, 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 if equality truly existed in entertainment, then I would have, I would stop this film festival saying I'm done, (laughs) you know, like I've succeeded, I'm done. Um, But unfortunately equality is not quite there yet. Right. And and so so this festival is super important because we give voices to the content creators that don't have voices in this really targeted boutique festival. So why we also why you, oh sorry why no, why no, no, we also so, why, oh, why is what like why is it so difficult for women in in Hollywood like what makes it so difficult. Because, you know, they always give us a hard time in many things, but like in a, and a lot of people don't know the difference, like as far as film and how it is in a background in Hollywood and how hard women have it. And I've heard some horror stories on how women could have to try to make it forward or not. Could you give us some insight on that? Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's miserably hard. And, you know, abuse and abuse towards women is still there and has been for many, many years. It's a little bit more, um, how should I say, it's lessened a bit, but it's also become more covert um, over the last three to five years because of the, the certain movements that are out there, but it hasn't dissipated. And I've gone through you know, I could tell you stories. I can't on the radio, but I could, I could, I could privately tell you stories of, right. um, of things, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think primarily the reason it's been such a struggle is that the boys in the industry and the boys of power, the, the men of power, don't want women to play in that field. And so inherently, uh, they suppress us for that ability. Now, I'm making a general statement. Not all guys are bad. Right. There are fabulous guys that are working in the entertainment industry that believe in equality, and, and those guys, you are wonderful. But there's, you know, a chunk that don't want women to play because they want to keep the power to themselves. And unfortunately, that has been historic since the dawn 
of the creation of the five major studios, which were created by white men. So it hasn't really, you know, altered a bit. And in the 1960s, when the auteurs, the male auteur filmmakers started going into their own power and telling their own stories, you know, the, the, the woman's story that was being told in the 1940s when all the guys were fighting World War II had, you know, <laughs> decreased, right? Um, right? So we have to look at historically, you know, how women have been navigated. And, and the only thing we can do, and this is not about not having men play, right or not being or not playing well with men this is just about giving women the opportunity that their talent justifies and allowing us to have an equal opportunity to demonstrate that talent and that's really all what this festival is about it's not about saying oh guys are bad because i love men um and i love male filmmakers and i love male executives uh, you know, that's not the issue. It's about just changing the demographic, the percentages within the industry so we can see more equality and get more of our authentic stories out there. Right. And, you know, it's so important that you are doing this because, um, you know, you've been doing this for 17 years but it's still women that really don't know that you are out there as well because sometimes they just give up and they just really don't want to search for anything and I've known plenty of women that's in film and do all of these things that you support and I am definitely going to let them know about this because I'm sure they have no clue (laughs) and it's and it's so good that you're doing this because I've I've seen a lot of people just like, no, I just don't want to do this no more. I can't get no further. It's always something. And I'm I'm definitely going to have them reach out. Good. I, I hope you do. And I hope you have them reach out and, and attend the festival either virtually or on the ground at the Regal Cinemas October 14th through the 17th um, in downtown Los Angeles, 1000 West Olympic Boulevard for those that want to come on down and buy a ticket. Um, In fact, we've got a a, a great incentive because we are trying to help motivate um, theater goers, audience goers back into the theaters. We are offering $5 to come see a short film and eight bucks to come see a feature film. (laughs) Oh, cool. Dirt cheap because we want to make it available for everyone to swarm to the theaters, put their little masks on and sit there and watch these wonderful independent films from these content creators, these female content creators. Wow. I bet that is amazing. I'm going to have myself. (laughs) You know, um, yeah, and we've got it. And and for those that don't want to put the mask on and come to the theater and you're still a little too shy to venture out with the land of COVID, then, you know, those prices um, are also uh, virtually online. In fact, you can see, you know, over 100 films, you know, at a very, very low virtual price of like 1999 virtually and sit home and just gorge on docs and features and shorts and web series and animation and music videos and all those lovely crazy things that we offer wow 
So I also see that um, you you line produce um, BET and different original programs such as did promo commercials with HBO, Lifetime, oh, yeah. TV, Nickelodeon. Yeah. Tell me about your experience with that. Well, um, my I started off as a as a kid actor and then migrated into behind the scenes. And when I was behind the scenes, uh, I just had a tendency to be pushed into higher responsible responsibility positions. You know, as I went from feature to feature or you know content to content creation, and worked my way up the ranks and became a UPM line producer, which I still do for hire for those that, you know, want to bring me on, but primarily I'm producing a creative producer at this point. And so a lot of my career was really assembling those elements, which I think makes me a little different than most of the festival administrators, founders, or directors out there because I have physical production experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the running of the festival is really a, um, is a smooth operation because of the physical production experience I have, whereas a lot of those content creators don't, you know, have that. And then just being able to, um, you know, we sell films as well into distribution. So I have an eye for what is commercially viable to be bought and sold by distribution company, which is also another asset that um, I think we offer this the festival does that a lot of festivals aren't able to offer. So, you know, we're fairly lucky that way that we can help women content creators more openly and transparently than other festivals. But of course, my experience working at BET um, and working at some of the other studios and creating content only, you know, adds to uh, you know, the support mechanism that we try and give to the filmmakers here at the festival. Okay. That's amazing that you've done all of that. And then, and it helps um, women to have an insight on things that you can give them information at least privately. Cause I know some things you really can't say on here. Mm-hmm. It's really good that you have so much experience to a point. You can give them the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> I can so give every version and every shade, every <laughs> every shade of gray on that, um, yes. most of which I can't say on the radio. So, yes. yeah. Yes. And that's really good. So, could you tell me about um, the film that you were, um, I believe you line produced it, Night Rain? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Night Rain was actually... Um, one of the filmmakers who had uh, screened at the film festival had reached out to me after they had screened and said, you know, would you come aboard and, and, you know, help facilitate this? Um, I agreed. And so I went ahead and, you know, uh, assisted in, in getting this film made for this particular filmmaker. We've now kind of which was an interesting experience because it has to do with the Black Dahlia and and that murder that occurred yeah. in downtown LA, and so it was it was really um, a local story, right? A local Hollywood vintage uh, story that was really never played out um, 
you know, in the new information that this particular filmmaker was able to discover through candid interviews with uh, people who knew um, the gal and knew the history that never were exposed in more um, studio content. So right. it was an it was an interesting yeah it was an interesting artistic you know venture um, for this. And okay. it was fun. We've now moved. We've, we, we actually have an incentive where we are um, looking at taking the uh, aspiring filmmakers and or unproduced screenplays and then looking at getting those produced with producing partners moving into the future as one of the incentives to help boost up that content creation. So we're in the process of, you know, mm, bringing in those partners to uh, lock those that down for our filmmakers. Okay, that's nice. So tell me about your pre-production of Coming Out for Love. Oh, um, so Coming Out for Love, I was uh, brought in as an executive producer on that uh, TV show um, being created by Nicole Kahn. Um, It is the version of like the bachelor but with an lgbt hook for women loving women in that community uh we just finished shooting it and you know keep your eyes out you'll see it hopefully in 2022 (laughs) so you know (laughs) yeah so so i am actively you know a producer i'm actively creating content i have other content and other partners that we're working on for other features as i said but really i think the 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 future goal is to bring in more opportunities for women uh, globally and i have a couple of ideas on on how to facilitate that and we'll see if i can you know swing it <laughs> right so so tell me what advice could you give a woman that's coming up in the film and that thinks about giving up sometimes what advice could you give her you can't give up. You can't ever give up because everyone, even family members who love you, who say they love you, will tell you to give up. It's too hard. It's a struggle. You can't succeed. You have a certain ethnicity. Your skin is a certain color, whatever the excuses, or you know your educational background isn't there, or you don't have any opportunities or in, any ends into the industry. If you buy into that point of view, then guess who wins? Not you, they do. And they are telling you this so that they can be more in power than you. And what women have a tendency to do is eat their power. But in fact, we are powerful. (laughs) We are the only people that can give birth. We are multitaskers, inherently better than men, and we are able to navigate personalities, for the most part, better than men, because we as family archetypes have to do so within the family structure, children, husband, friends, <laughs> extended family, etc. And so because we are navigators of that social um, dynamic, 
we have to not let people say no to us yeah. and allow and allow that to 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 sink in. We have to say no. I'm sorry. That's great. You have that opinion. That's fine. But you keep that opinion because women have to believe in who they are and they can't get stopped. If you get stopped, just know you're allowing the other person to win, not you. Okay, that's the truth. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you know, not not giving up is something that shouldn't be a option for us women, but we do need to take time out to heal and rethink, regroup, reboot, and get ourselves together to keep pressing forward. And even just us having accountability partners of friends and everything. Do you have accountability friends that hold you accountable and motivate you? Um, I do. I do have a very long, long time uh, girlfriend, which I do check in going, just check me and make sure that, uh, you know, I'm on point. And she's very, um, how should I say? She's very real grounded of the earth and completely separate than the entertainment industry. So her viewpoint is grounded in in equality and 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 logic which is really nice that isn't influenced by the entertainment glitz and glamour and pixie <laughs> dust <laughs> i know exactly what you mean <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, I could I could go to some friends that are in the entertainment industry, but what I found is, you know, all their comments are slanted by the pixie dust, you know. <laughs> so I so I I've always you know gravitated to this person who isn't in the industry that says, "Come on, really, <laughs> really." <laughs> yeah, the voice of reason. <laughs> Exactly. The voice of reason that isn't influenced by, oh my gosh, the Hollywood shuffle. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> I have one I have one good question. And I know most mm-hmm. people want to know this. What is one of your worst experiences? Uh in life or on a film set? Film set. Film set. <laughs> on a I'm film like... set, oh my gosh. I, I did this film, I can't even say the name in India. And I was, oh my gosh, it was the, <laughs> one of the most, I should say the, because another, another, another thing has been the worst. So this is like second to worst production I have ever been on uh, in the challenges fighting against um, just the, the persona of how women are treated in that particular emerging country at that time and this was I don't know 10 years ago 15 years 15 years ago and that was a huge challenge um, working around that point of view on their perception of women on a film set so that was very very challenging very ugly yes um on the more recent front (laughs) one of the worst experiences was working with this particular filmmaker uh who turned out to be just um super super unorganized super uh um dispersed super um unfocused 
And uh, that made that experience just a challenge to navigate through. So, you know, but each time I grow, I get better. I go, ah, <laughs> ah that, that, that was a mistake. Never do that again. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what I do try and do is, is I don't buy into insanity. So I don't duplicate. Like if it, if it's, if it's that miserable, I go, oh, you know, note to self, never do that again. And then I don't. Yes. <laughs> so I don't go down that path of repeating that same mistake, thinking that there's a better outcome because there isn't. So note to self, do not work with crazy filmmakers. Yes. So another thing is, what do you do on your free time? Like basically for yourself, because you know, some you need time out for yourself and get away from everything. What do you do? Um, I go to the beach. The beach is a happy zone for me. So a walk on the beach, a walk with my poochie dog on the beach, a stroll collecting shells on the beach or sea glass, you know, puts me to a happy place. And so that is, that's, that's where I release, you know, some of this angst that can accumulate through dealing with personalities that are challenging, difficult, or unreasonable. Yes, definitely. So could you let everyone know how could they purchase tickets? Sure. Okay. So I want everyone to come on down to the Regal Cinemas in downtown Los Angeles, October 14th through the 17th to view films there. You can buy a ticket um, on the spot, show up and buy a ticket on the spot and see that. If you want to see what our programming is, either to purchase virtually or on the ground, go to lafemme.eventive.org backslash welcome, and you will see all our schedule, film guide, buying passes, individual passes, etc. And we have six amazing seminars this year for those that really want to have an understanding uh, and get educated in film and television. First panel is designing your short as a proof of concept to secure a deal. Next panel is what makes a saleable script or a TV show. Third panel is the do's and don'ts of pitching in the Zoom environment. The fourth one is distribution. How do you get the money? Who's buying what for the indie filmmaker? And then uh, panel five is the Writers Guild of America is per, is presenting IP and true sorry IP and true stories how to get in on this in television and film in the ongoing trend. And then Sony Pictures is presenting our last panel, which is the path to yes. These are amazing panels. You can see them virtually or um, or in a screening party, so to speak, on ground. Again, everything is available on the Eventive platform, which I'll give that link out again. It is lafemme.eventive, E-V-E-N-T-I-V-E dot org backslash welcome, and you will find us over 100 films, seminars, and just a wealth of information. 
Yes, I, I see. I really like the um the pass to yes. I like that. The, I like the pass to yes at Sony. Yeah, it will be amazing. They're bringing in some some super powerful women executives over over at Sony. Uh, they're very good at hiring women, and they will be on this panel really talking about what and how you can get that yes in general. Wow, that is amazing. Like, I may not know you personally, but I would like to tell you, just me being a woman, I am so proud of you. I am so happy that you are doing something like this and that you haven't given up and you're still going. <laughs> but I, I, I really appreciate you for doing this because it, it means a lot. It, it really does. Thank you. That's that's super kind of you to say that. Um, you know, sometimes I live in a vacuum and I and I don't hear that. I just keep trudging on, hoping that at some point when I die, people will, you know, come to the grave going, well, at least she did this for us. Right. <laughs> she did this right. for the for the, you know, women kind. Yes, yes. And I and I actually know that feeling um, due to many things that I've done in my personal life. And I felt it was a need for me to tell you that because, you know, when we're busy and we're doing so much as women and we're giving, giving and giving, we don't hear no good along the way. <laughs> we, don't, we don't hear much. So it's like we have to embrace and give the women their flowers now because you don't want it to be too late and you want you want another woman to feel good about herself of what she's doing and you are doing it thank you well that's also part of the film festival that we do we honor a a celebrity every year um and this year we're honoring america ferrara at um the award ceremony because i have found that women aren't validated and so i try and you know earmark truly special um professionals directors producers actress hybrids of all sorts in the entertainment industry that i feel have not really gotten their validation so this year uh, we are gifted with um being able to honor america ferrara on october 17th at the regal cinemas that is really good. That is really good. I appreciate you so much for such an informative interview. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anytime. Yes, for sure. <laughs> well, thank you. I enjoyed our conversation and I wish you nothing but success in your event with over 150 films made by women. I That is just amazing. And I know it's going to be great just getting better every year <laughs> it, it's it's doing it doing something every year <laughs> i just want to make it through these the covid the covid craziness if we can uh survive past that and and uh and level the playing field that would be awesome so everyone check us out um again at the regal cinemas october 14th through the 17th come on down and purchase a ticket and come see some films you can see the screening guide at lafemme.eventive.org backslash welcome. Yes. Thank you so much.
Thank you everyone for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Life Her Podcast, and check out our YouTube page as well. And make sure you subscribe. You can also look onto our website and you can purchase merchandise and listen to the podcast episodes. I am Yvette Lloyd. I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. Take care of yourself and others you love dearly.